Let's go. This was this was very entertaining for me. Gilly the kid was going back and forth with Joe Budden. Criti- uh, Joe Budden was criticizing Gilly the kid for his All Lives Matters comments that he recently said in the video surfaced. The veteran rapper and host of Barstool Sports podcast Million Dollars Worth of Game called out Joe Budden for not even owning the Joe Budden podcast, which Spotify bought in August. He said, you don't even own your shit. You work for Spotify, Gilly said. Shout out to Courtney Holt, the motherfucker that owns your shit. Courtney, what's up, baby? Because Courtney was hollering at us, too, trying to get us over there at Spotify. Shout out to Courtney. Business is business. We said no. We're owners. Then we went over to Barstool. Holt is the head of studios and video at Spotify and has occupied the role since 2017. Gilly the Kids co-host Wallow267 said that the fact that they've got full control of million dollars worth of game, we don't work for nobody, we partner with people, we own our shit. Gilly the King, Gilly the Kid, whatever you would like to call him, he has continued to take digs at Joe Budden by saying that their business is owned by a black man and the Joe Budden podcast is not. He said, who owns your shit? A white man. Who owns your shit? Who owns our shit? A black man, Gilly said. He said, black lives do matter, motherfucker, you right, and black businesses do too. Earlier this month, Gilly was the topic of conversation because of what he said about the all lives all lives matter whatever but it shouldn't even have been an issue because other people have said that as well so he says so i keep getting the same question gilly you always giving up game why don't you ever give no game on black lives matter he said because i don't get to that shit all lives matter i don't give a fuck if you white black blue purple brown tangerine all lives matter that's what he said in a response to the all lives matter clip gilly claimed his words meant something different at the time and also showed support for black lives matter and he said this is what he also said you guys tried to poach me over something i said four years ago To try to act like it was in today's climate. When I said that, white people weren't even saying that at the time. That's what he said. Despite the video being years old, Joe Budden wasn't convinced that Gilly was being genuine and didn't hold back on voicing his opinion on his own podcast. I've seen it myself and it it seemed very personal when Joe Budden was just even speaking about Gilly like he has a personal problem with him. He said, yes, I'm not caping for this man. Joe Budden says, the stuff that he says and does, a lot of stupid, doofy, goofball shit. And ever since he got that barstool deal, it's amplified. I'm not dignifying any conversation about the response to Black Lives Matter, being it should matter to black people. You've missed the point. And if you're not bright enough to get the point, then what the fuck are you talking about the point then? 
Joe Budden just went, no matter what he, the point was that he was trying to get across, he just seemed very angry, and they, and you seen Gilly taking advantage of that, <laughs> because it, it it is funny just how mad he was getting when he was talking about him, and even his co-host were, weren't condoning that activity, you could tell, so. Next up, we got Mike Tyson set to face Roy Jones Jr. in September 12th exhibition match. The former undisputed heavyweight champion Mike Tyson is making a comeback. Mike Tyson, he's 54 years old. He will be fighting Roy Jones Jr. in an eight-round exhibition match at Dignity Health Sports Park in Carson, California. The bout will be broadcast on pay-per-view as well as multimedia platform Triller or th- yeah Triller according to a news release Triller will also show a 10-part docu-series leading up to the bout Tyson his record was 50 wins and 6 losses it has caused a lot of people talking about this on social media in the past few months as he posted footages of himself training He last fought 15 years ago when Kevin McBride stopped Mike Tyson in six rounds. Tyson had an appearance on ESPN's first take on Thursday. He explained his reasoning for a return to the ring. He said it's because I can do it and I believe other people believe they can do it too. Just because we're 54 doesn't mean that we have to start a new career and our lives are totally over. Not when you feel as beautiful as I do, and I'm sure that other people feel the same way. I never took that many punches after the last fight I had. I left and I lived my life. I've been through some experiences, and now I'm back here. I feel like I took better care of my body, and my state of mind is better than most of these fighters. Before me, that retired and came back. Roy Jones Jr., his record was 66 wins and 9 losses at his career height. He was one of the most brilliant boxers in the sport, winning titles at middleweight, super middleweight, light heavyweight, and heavyweight. He had an excellent mix of speed, technique, and ring intelligence. Last month, Roy Jones, he was 51 years old at this point, expressed his interest in a possible fight with Mike Tyson. He said, I've been trying to enjoy retirement, but people don't seem to want to let me retire, Jones said. They keep calling me, telling me that Mike wants to come back and that you'd be a great opponent for Mike. We always wanted to see it happen, but I I would have preferred it back then. Tyson is a hell of a specimen still, still a problem to deal with, but at the same time, life is life. You only live once. You want to know what it's like. You go in there and you see you still got to see it. Iron Mike was considered one of the most ferocious fighters ever in the world. He became the youngest heavyweight champion in history at 20 years and four months, stopping Trevor Burbick in two rounds in November 1986. Mike Tyson, he then ruled the division for a long time, making nine successful defenses and unifying the division the division before being upset by Buster Douglas in February 1990. After spending three years in jail for a rape conviction, Tyson returned to boxing in 1995. He won the WBC, the WBA heavyweight title in 1996, 
Tyson's last true big fight came in the summer of 2002 when he was stopped in eight rounds by Lennox Lewis. And that's when he was, that was a nasty knockout. As for Jones, his career declined after he was knocked out by Antonio Tarver in 2004. That began a three-bout losing streak and a fighter who once cons- who was once considered untouchable f- from his dance moves in the boxing ring became more and more able to be knocked out by these younger fighters. Basically, they're both older now and it's not going to be what it once was, but I think people just want to see Mike Tyson fight. It's not even just about Roy Jones Jr. He could have been fighting anybody and people are going to watch this fight. That's what the facts are. In an interview, they said with the California State Election Athletic Commission, they said that he believed there wouldn't be headgear and the boxers would use 12-ounce gloves. And another thing, we're going to get into this next. This is a good topic. The Athletic reported that former NBA player Nate Robinson and YouTube star Jake Paul have agreed to fight on the undercard of the Tyson-Jones fight. Former NBA star Nate Robinson is taking his talents to the boxing ring. The former NBA star and three-time slam dunk contest champion is planning to step into the boxing ring on September 12th to take on the YouTube star Jake Paul. The fight is expected to take place on the undercard, like I said, of the Mike Tyson vs. Roy Jones Jr. undercard in an eight-round exhibition in the main event. Nate Robinson says, I just want to show that I'm a world-class athlete. He said, I played college football, played in the NBA for 11 years, and I'm excited for this venture into the sport of boxing. Jake Paul, I want all the smoke. Let me, let me let's stop right here. He he says I wanted to show that I'm a world class athlete. What is beating Jake Paul going to show anybody in the world that you're a, a world class athlete? That's not a certified opponent. If you were jumping in fighting a real fighter, that would be a different that would be a different talk. I will box Jake Paul. And I will beat his ass. It's uh, That's not the point. The thing is, you want to show the world that you're a world-class athlete. Beating Jake Paul is not going to show the world that you're a world-class athlete. That's all I got to say about that. Um, but I will watch it, and I do think it's hilarious. And I think it's funny that Jake Paul will fight all these different people and stuff like that, but I just don't think he's a certified opponent. Opponent, He's not. It's not happening. Like I said, it won't be a fight with experience. Jake Paul hasn't fought that many fights, and the people that he's fought are not fighters. They're YouTube people and stuff like that that have trained. I think it's hilarious, though. I can't remember who called out who. The The things that people will do for fame at this point is hilarious. 
and it's even funnier because it's like celebrity you you should call it a celebrity boxing match because that's what it is instead of them having their own events they're on the undercards of these bigger fights now and that's pretty cool you know so it's giving it a bigger audience if they just had their own separate celebrity boxing match it's kind of corny and it doesn't go you throwing that on an undercard of the big fight it kind of makes it bigger and it makes it more official. I want to see Nate Robinson body him up and and punch him up. But I think Jake Paul looks like he's physically bigger than him. But I'm not sure. We're going to find out when they're face to face. Ultimately, nobody's going to think that you're a world-class athlete for fighting Jake Paul. Even if you beat him up and knock him out quickly. So, yeah, what a joke. But it's funny and I'll watch it. It's entertaining. Definitely entertaining. Fight some real fighters. Let me see Jake Paul fight a real boxer and win. Then we could talk about how great of a boxer he is. Because anybody could train and go get in the ring and throw on some gloves and fight some YouTube stars. That's easy. What's that? Right? Nate Robinson. You would expect him to be in physical shape. Ready to go. So we're we're gonna find we're gonna find out we're gonna find out. I think it's hilarious. I hope Jake Paul loses, but he might not. He might just beat up Nate Robinson, and that might be funny as well. Either way, I don't care, but I do think it's funny. And like I said, very cool how they're putting on these celebrity boxing matches on the underground, on the undercard of these fights. It doesn't. I feel like it's almost an intermission before the other fights and in between and stuff so it's a good little sideshow to throw in make the event bigger and to make their little match bigger as well let's go 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 so they had the snoop dog and dmx battle we were talking about the versus battle a lot of people liked it a lot they really did they were saying it was the best one so far good reviews from it they played cool songs I watched most of it. I couldn't watch the whole thing, but I did. I wanted to be able to discuss it. Snoop Dogg looked like, looks like he was having a better time than DMX. That's what it looked like. Like DMX was more serious about this interaction. And Snoop Dogg was having more fun. But it was cool to see them show love to each other. And that's what this is because it's really not a battle. They're not sitting here battling. But the biggest thing, imagine if this battle, right, was a concert. Like, they they did a couple of songs each in front of a giant crowd. It would be magnified. It would be way bigger. That's going to be the new shit. They're going to do the, once once things somewhat get back to normal, they're going to have versus battles live, you know. Not on live, but in person with crowds and at theaters and entertainment centers that's gonna be the new shit but as far as snoop dogg and dmx battling they played some good songs they played their commercial hits it was like they were trying to show who had the biggest hits i wish they would have just went straight gutter with it you know dmx has always stayed on the same route as far as his music goes snoop dogg has a variety of different songs different features 
it made me realize that Snoop Dogg had the bigger hits on a on a more commercial level. DMX had had a lot of hits. Don't get it confused. And I thought it was dope that Snoop Dogg acknowledges that DMX is on his level. They're on this, you know, as far as stardom, as far as having a career as a music artist. And that shit was dope. That's cool, man. That that's what they were doing, showing love. Just like when Jada Kiss and Fabulous had their battle, they were showing love. That's what they're doing at the end of the day. It wasn't a real battle. They're not sitting here really trying to get at each other. Because if that was the case, they would play, you know, the more gutter shit, not the mainstream party records and stuff like that. I'm not I'm not battling you with the party record, you know. But it's it's almost like paying homage. It's almost like a dedication to each artist. They were complimenting each other. That's what it is. Snoop Dogg told DMX, New York has always been the mecca of rap to us in the West Coast. That's what he said. DMX said, something I love about you, Snoop, is we could always count on you to kick some gangster shit. What did you guys think about it? I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't watch the whole thing. I guess they had a freestyle session during some point. Cool. Snoop Dogg looked like he was intoxicated, though. DMX looked like he was sober and just taking it more more serious than Snoop was. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed the show today, tonight, wherever you're tuning in. This is Name of Game Podcast. I am your host, the MC, the master of ceremonies. This is episode 177. Thank you all my Spotify listeners, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Once we get the video podcast going up around episode 200, we're doing a big reboot. It's like a whole gigantic reboot. We're going to redo the website. Remember when we had the spotlight section? Remember when we had different sections on there? Bringing it all back. I just want to do it correct, do it the right way. We've done the audio this long. RIP to my guy, James. This is Name of Game Podcast. Let's go. Hey. I'm in this bitch and I'm posted in a cut Got you in the comment section, pussy saying what? Saying what? I got that whatchamacallit that give me your wallet That bank deposit that coming up out of the zone Bitch, you coming up out of the closet Not coming up out of the casket Body rolled in the carpet and plastic Bitch, let them slide, they gon' skate, I won't have it You was born to hate, bitch, I'm just laughing Giving a fuck when I'm rolling right past I'm rolling up gas, it's a blast from the past Bitch Remember me, pussy? I've been grown since Little League. You been a dweeb, I've been a G. You Nyquil, you been asleep. I'm real lean, you been a fiend. I'm overdosing from adrenaline, adrenaline. Little stupid bitch, I get it then. I don't fuck with the middlemen. Little man, I'm a real boss. You a mini me, it's evident. You just wanna win. Yeah, Joe, you a little guy. They be saying, yo, you a little him. Like I taught you how to ride a bike, like I taught you how to fucking swim. I'm a big bro, I'm OG. I'm your 
father pops, bitch, I'm ballin' in. Shout out to Name a Game Podcast, bitch.